Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is uh, Coach Freddie, and I'm here talking with Thomas Krause, and he's running for uh, Assembly 2018 in District 76 in uh, California here. How you doing there, Thomas? Great, Coach. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, it's great to, uh, great to be here. We're at this little... Uh, Launch of the Hemp IPA. Yeah, it's a hemp beer. Yeah. It's pretty so, tasty. I tried it. Yeah, so you're, you're supporting hemp, right? Absolutely, yes. Yes, and so tell us about yourself and how you got uh, involved and why you're running for assembly and uh, how you're gonna, you can help the hemp industry. Sure. Well, I'm, I've lived in California for 47 years. So okay. As you can imagine, I'm just culturally, I'm aware of, kind of the, the long discussions about legalization of cannabis. Uh, after I got my degree in economics from Stanford in uh, 1990 and went to work at a community health clinic uh, in finance, but I have a obviously an understanding of community care, uh, went on to work in business for 15 or 20 years and moved down to Carlsbad. And in the last year or so, I've served as a member of the Government Affairs Committee for the San Diego Chapter okay. of Americans for Safe Access. And I've seen, uh, you know, between the opioid uh, addiction crisis and, you know, PTSD issues with veterans and mm -hmm. a lot of long-term care with seniors. My, my grandmother is 100 years old. I was just at her birthday last wow, September. Awesome. She's got some neuropathy in her hands. And my father went through a chronic illness where he could have benefited, I think, from some sort of CBD treatment as opposed to, you know, morphine, which is what he ended up getting and I think really shortened his life and certainly his quality of life. Yeah. So it's, an, it's a set of issues that really concern me. I also grew up, my father was a Republican. My mother's a bleeding heart. Um, labor Democrat, according to herself, and my stepfather was a libertarian. So since I was six, uh, I've been told by people who I loved and respected three different versions of how the world works, knowing all the time that at least two of them were wrong, confused, or lying to me. So I've had to figure these things out kind of logically through observation on my own, and the Schedule One classification of cannabis just doesn't stand basic logic, logical scrutiny. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're all here doing is trying to get that... Uh switched around a little bit right <laughs> yeah, i mean the rest of the world is doing research on it it's so ridiculous that synthetic cannabinoids are legal yeah. but natural ones aren't i mean that, that's just absurd and if you can do that kind of absurdity at the highest levels of government just think of what else they can get away with exactly it's a really bad sign so i've been endorsed by the san diego county libertarian party even though i'm a registered republican to give you a sense of my focus is more on the liberties and freedoms um, fiscal responsibility as well, but also just common sense. Yeah. Uh, that's why I reach across to a lot of independents and even a lot of Democrats because I don't come with a really an agenda on either side, just right down the middle with common sense. And if it doesn't make sense to the average person, then maybe we shouldn't be doing it or we shouldn't be preventing it. Yeah, I like that attitude. That's my attitude also, too. It's common sense. Why are we doing this to people? Exactly. Yeah. So you're running for election here, so tell us about that. Sure. 
So I'm running uh, for the third time in a row for state assembly. Uh, I got 33% of the vote in 2014, 41% uh, of the vote in 2016, and this time the incumbent uh, is running for Congress. So it's an open seat. We've got seven competitors, eight total candidates. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances of clearing the primaries. And I think in any head-to-head -head matchup in November, I have to imagine that I'm going to appeal to a much broader range of the electorate than any of the other candidates. So I'm really focused on the primary right now. Okay. Um, but I'm a grassroots candidate. I haven't been endorsed by either the two major parties. They've got their favorites. Um, the Republicans are trying to get uh, a guy who's the son of a former senator, former governor, elected with just a ton of money and, and really no substance. And um, I'm hoping to get across to people based on ideas. Okay. Yeah, and so what districts are there? Uh, it's a 76 district. So we have, we have 80 assembly seats. It's the lower house of the legislature in okay. California. We have 40 senators and 80 assembly people. It's the 76 district. So it includes Encinitas, Carlsbad, where I live, Oceanside, Vista and Camp Pendleton. Camp Pendleton is half of the geographic space of the district, but it's only about 1% of the voters are actually on base because there's so much empty land and a lot of the um, military service people live actually in Oceanside and nearby cities. Okay. All right. So what kind of a message do you want to give uh, the people about hemp then? Well, I mean, remember our our founding fathers, many of them were hemp farmers. <laughs> I mean, right? George Washington was... I am a farmer. I happen to be yes. the same height as George Washington, yeah. as a bit of trivia. Um, but uh, so clearly they uh, didn't see any problem with it. They certainly saw a lot of value in it. And as I understand, I'm not an expert in colonial history, but many of them did think that it was going to be a really important part of uh, our nation's economy for a long time. And I'm going to just say somewhere along the way, right, that hemp got thrown in with uh, marijuana back, I guess, you know, in the 30s, in the 30s or yes. so for, for political reasons and, and often, you know, described as very kind of intolerant racial reasons uh, and really offensive motivation. So yeah. we just need to really unwind that. There, there are a lot of things that I think the nation has gone down the wrong road in the last 80 years and there's just not a lot of political will to admit the mistakes and to unwind them. Okay. So how can people support you now? The people, uh, they can go to my website. Uh, okay. It's www Kraus for Assembly, so it's K-R-O-U-S-E-F-O-R-A-S-S-E-M-B-L-Y.com. They can find me, my candidate page on Facebook. If you just Google or, you know, Facebook search Thomas Kraus, K-R-O-U-S-E, the picture with the flag behind it, that's okay. me. Or uh, Thomas Kraus for Assembly, that's my uh, campaign page. Uh, okay. You can like it and connect with me. I'm, I'm running out of room for friends on my candidate page, so it's actually best to go to the uh, the campaign page. But if they go to my website, there's a there's a contribution, the donate button up on top. All right, if cool. they want to message me and join me for a day of canvassing or phone banking or, or even just getting on Facebook and telling their friends, suggesting that their friends like my page so I can connect with them directly without having to pay. I mean, there's 245,000 voters in my district. To send a single postcard to everyone will cost me over $100,000. Oh, and 83% of them go right in the trash. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the best way is connect with me on social media. There you go. So, Thomas, what message would you like to give to the voters? Sure. And, so, and especially people on uh, I Have Revolution here. Well, I got into uh, this campaign in 2014 when I got my sample ballot. It had the incumbent running unopposed. And I'll just tell you briefly of my backstory is my great-grandparents were refugees from Ukraine. My great-grandmother, her mm -hmm. entire family was killed by the Bolsheviks, her parents, her brother, and her eight sisters. And my 
great-grandfather was almost conscripted into the Austrian army. He was studying in Vienna. They didn't know each other at the time. Um, point being was, you know, they came to the United States and the country um, offered them, you know, refuge and a place for them to start a family. And, and I very much am appreciative of our freedoms and our liberties that allowed that to happen. And what I'm trying to let people know is that they don't have to be a part of the establishment wing of either political party to run for office and to hold our government accountable. We have the power as voters. And so first I try to encourage people to run for office if they feel they have the skills. I have 25 years of business experience. I'm an uh, MBA uh, from USC, a Stanford degree in economics. I've been the board of directors for the Humane Society and Californians for Electoral Reform. Uh, and in addition, I encourage people to really understand how our electoral process works with party nominations, um, the runoffs, um, and, and to look at the rest of the world as example. We, they have proportional representation. It's much more representative. And that's how we can get around this dualism that often gets us caught up around issues that never get solved because both sides just want to dominate raising money around problems that never end. Yeah. So we need to find ways to get around that by, uh, you know, being active at a local level, but also uh, being willing just to say, look, I've got skills. Um, I can communicate with the people. I have common sense and I've got ethics, so I'm going to run for office. And, and that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to show that people they can do that with – it's still – it takes some money. Uh, I'll probably spend, you know, multiple five figures, you know, twenty to $50,000 just on the primary. But typically incumbents spend 500000 to a $1 million just, just for state legislative seats. And we need to figure out ways to get elected on your ideas – not based on dollars, because exactly. otherwise the candidates are only going to be accountable to the dollars. They're not going to be accountable to the voters. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So, Tom, thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution podcast here. It's been great. Thank All you. Right. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash Revolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host. Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.